We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Nine oh six in downtown St. Louis. I'm George Sells, KMOX, at your service on a Wednesday night here with you up until eleven o'clock. And I wanted to talk now about an email I received. We talk all the time about crime rates, murder rates, the city, the county, and just the stunning numbers in the last few years. I mean, really, it's it's fairly stunning every year. The amount of lives lost on the streets in St. Louis City and St. Louis County. Now, this email I got is one that comes out from Crime Stoppers every month. And it's 18 names dating back to 1993 in this case. These are murders that were never solved. 18 people, all of whom were murdered in the month of July in various years. 2018, 2010, 2005, 2017, 2009, 2015, 1993, and so on. They all lost their lives, and their families never got the closure, never really got to know why. Joined now by the executive director of Crime Stoppers, Lisa Pichotta. Lisa, thanks for joining us tonight on KMOX. Thanks for having me, George. And Lisa, it's just, I look at these numbers, or these names, and it's just... It's kind of staggering, really, that just you pick a month out of the year and you can so easily pull this many unsolved cases. We have probably some months that have 20, 25 names uh, in the month. And, you know, that's each month. That's 12 months. And we um, we visit them every year to make sure that they've either been if they haven't been solved, they go right back out to the media, hopefully hoping that someone will um hear the name or see the name and, um, you know, might spark some information that they might have or, or that they have gotten over the years that they could call Crime Stoppers with to help solve at least one of them. I know that our website itself probably holds over 200, 250 um, homicides that have been unsolved in the St. Louis region. It's not just St. Louis city or county. It's East St. Louis, it's Jefferson County, it's um, 20 counties around the St. Louis area. And I've got to think for you as someone who's been running Crime Stoppers for a number of years and someone who also used to be a sworn officer, uh, the the frustration with these kind of cases has to just has to eat at, eat at you that there are this many cold cases out there. 
Well, I mean, if you talk to any homicide detective, um, they'll tell you as well. It's very heavy-hearted. You know, you uh, you get to a point where you get one solved out of you know a hundred or two hundred, and then you've got you know four more on your desk on their desks to look at, or the next day someone else gets killed. It's very disheartening. It's there's so much violent crime and gun crime that. That needs to be stopped for any of this to uh, to slow down. Obviously, cold case, people know that term. It was the name of a TV show. It pops up in movies all the time. And that's what we have here in many in many cases. How how much does this help? How often does this help that you're able to put a name out there and then just all of a sudden, you know, magically a solution pops forward. Somebody's memory is sparked or something well it's it's very um first of all calling them cold cases is not kind of fair i mean they're they're all active homicide cases they're all open especially to the families that don't have um any closure on them but um the the fact that one case out of 300 names out there or 500 or 800 names gets out. It gives you a little hope and you have to hold on to that, that, you know, we did get, um, you know, the, the Crime Stoppers tips did help police locate one suspect or one subject that took a life. But uh, if you look at it as far as that one suspect, he could have taken more than one life, and we don't know about it. So, you know, you can expand your feeling of relief there, but it's still um, – it's it, uh, homicide cases are so extremely hard. The detectives work so hard, and the feeling of um, – you know, it gets pretty overwhelming, and the feeling that uh, we need so much more information to help these detectives um, make arrests in these cases. What's it like? I'm sure you have some contact with some of these families. Uh, we we use, throw around the word closure a lot, and in this case, I think it's so, so appropriate. Uh, what is it like talking to these folks, Lisa? Unfortunately, it's, you know, each family has the same feeling of why, why my relative, why not somebody coming um, forward. Why did this happen? And why is it not being solved quicker than it has? And all those cases, um, each one individual of itself, they still, um, and, and I still tell them, I said, no matter what you see on TV, and unfortunately there's so many shows about these things, um, these are the the hardest things to detect, especially when people are keeping secrets and keeping things from the police departments and the police officers, um, there's there's no easy way around it. You know, media has sped up and and the internet sped up and all the all the information flies around, but um, solving homicide cases has there's nothing new except that you. <laughs> You have to put the pedal to the metal. You have to do the work. Those those detectives have to, you know, follow each and every thread that they can to to get these things solved. So it's it doesn't go as fast as the media. It still is meticulous and um, and a long long process. So the families, unfortunately, 
you know, get pulled into that whole thing and they're waiting and they're waiting and they're waiting. And the fact that you can't give them information um, on cases because the uh, the cases are, are sensitive. So the poor families are, are there waiting and waiting and waiting more without information. And that's just, that's the nature of the, of homicide cases, but the families, you couldn't wait around like these families do. I don't know how they do it. I don't, I would, you know, I hope it never, ever happens to my family, but no matter what, I, I don't know how they're handling it. I don't know how they get through the day not knowing why their relatives were taken or who it was that they were taken and why, and why they're not, they're not in jail and, uh, and away from anybody else. Unfortunately, they're, they're difficult to do. And that's the most important thing about Crime Stoppers is, we need people to call Crime Stoppers with whatever little bitty thing they think they know. Because, like I said, each and every little thread, each and every little piece is a piece to that puzzle that those detectives need. And you would, like I said, it surprises us and surprises those detectives that, wow, this just might be the step in the right direction. But if we don't have it, they can't go that way. And, of course, there's some incentive for folks also. If you don't know how Crime Stoppers works, everyone, uh, you can remain anonymous and you can get a reward of up to $5,000 for information that leads the police to make a felony arrest in any of these homicides. So uh, that's Crime Stoppers pays up to $5,000 for information that leads to homicide cases. And in the case of any other felony charge, like, you know, a robbery, that's up to 2000 There are a lot of families, lots of friends, lots of business people, lots of strangers who send um, reward money in. So some of the cases actually have additional reward money that is there for them. And not, not can be, but they do. Crime Stoppers absolutely positively does not take or even uh, ask for your your name, your phone number, your your address, and none of that information. If anybody, if you ever call a number and they say Crime Stoppers and what's your name, you know that you don't have Crime Stoppers. Crime Stoppers never asks that question, and we always say, "Don't give us your name." So we don't have caller ID on our phones. We don't have web traces or um, traces for um, email connections, which or. Uh, web traces as far as like our um, our P3 tips is a free app on your phone, and none of that is traced. It's all washed. It's all proprietary software. None of that information is given to us, so there's nothing for us to turn over to the police or any other investigator or law enforcement. The only thing we give them is the information the tipsters give us who it is, where they're doing this, why, you know, here's where the guns are, here's where the drugs are, this is the name of the person. And like I said, if you're, you know, a year or two or three down the line and you think of something that might have you know, impacted this case that's not solved, if you call Crime Stoppers, we can get that information to the exact correct investigator on that case, and hopefully it helps move the investigation along. Okay, well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Give us the, the Crime Stoppers number real quick. 866-371-8477, and the free um, app is P3Tips. And then there's also our website at stl 
rcs.org. And thanks so much, George, for giving me a call. Anytime. Lisa, Lisa Pachetta, thank you for joining us here on KMOX. It's 917. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is 922. You're listening to KMOX at your service. And... Only been a few days, 10 days, something like that, since we were all excited here in St. Louis about the gymnastics Olympic trials being in town. Very cool. But the part that we weren't talking about then, but a lot of people are talking about today because it's a big national headline, was the fact that a number of those women's gymnasts who were in our town a couple of weeks ago putting on a great show for us, uh, they dealt with something unspeakable years ago as they were younger. Sexual abuse at the hands of a man by the name of Larry Nasser. Larry Nasser is currently in prison and will be there essentially for the rest of his life. He's serving what amounts to be up to a life sentence. But news today about the investigation that as a fan would make you upset, as a person should make you angry, and as a parent just makes your skin crawl. And I don't like to throw investigators under the bus, no matter what level, whether you're talking about the local police department all the way up to the FBI. But word out today that the FBI really blew it on this case. I don't know if you've seen the story yet, but Nasser was under investigation for some time. As it turns out, according to this information that was released today, From the time that the FBI was first made aware that this might be going on to the time that they ever intervened in any way was about a year. So think about this. There were 120 girls that he molested, essentially, one of them as young as eight years old, and for a year. An entire year, this was allowed to continue going on. 
Now think about that for a second. Think about it if it was your kid. You, you, your kid tells you something, something bad is being done to them. You go to the authorities, you file your report. Hey, this is happening. This is bad. You would think that they would have hopped into their FBI mobiles and headed straight over there and at the very least told somebody that this guy needs to be kept away from kids for a while. But uh, in this case, nothing. They waited. They didn't, they, according to the report, they didn't take it seriously enough. And you know, this is a, a report uh, kind of between the uh, New York Times and then also some uh, stuff that came out from the federal government. But uh, I'll read you this quote. This is a devastating indictment of the FBI and the Department of Justice that multiple federal agents covered up Nasser's abuse and child molestation. They have failed these women. They have failed these families. No one seems to give a damn about these little girls. That was quote out of the inspector general's office looking at this. And the part that was maybe almost as bad was the fact that once they got to the point that they were going to that they were doing something about this, once they got to the point that Larry Nasser was arrested, some of these FBI agents tried to cover it up. They went to covering their own backside. Of course, they knew what they had done. Whether I mean, and listen, there's no malice here. Nobody is arguing that they were trying to submit 120 young women and girls to torture at the hands of this freak. I don't think that anybody was thinking, oh, we're just going to let it keep going. Uh, It's the fact that they didn't take it seriously. And I think that this is a lesson that we can all learn, that we can all take take away. And it's a lesson of no matter what, when a kid tells you something, pay attention. Don't just dismiss it. Look a little farther. And, you know, for law enforcement, and again, I, I'm i not one to throw investigators under the bus. That's, that's not what I'm doing here. And I know that nobody would ever do something like this on purpose. But this should be a lesson to law enforcement as well, or at least a reminder that every case needs to be thoroughly checked out. You can't just let things go because it doesn't seem plausible because this obviously was very plausible and just gut-wrenching. So when you think about those of you who managed to get down to the Dome and see the Olympic trials and, and have all the fun, you know, remember what some of those girls went through because uh, it was something unspeakable and it's absolutely amazing that they can do the things they do now and that they can perform for us, essentially, after having gone through something like that. KMOX News Times 927. KMOX at your service, 933 in downtown St. Louis. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we're going to open up the phone lines. want to talk about... The entertainment, the plays, the concerts, the stuff that's been shut down for the last 18 months or whatever it's been. What are you looking most forward to going to see? Who are you looking most forward to going to see as these uh, replacement dates start to get named and 
some of these shows and venues start opening back up. Again, that's in about 15 minutes. We're going to open the phone lines for that. So give us a call here at 436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. 800-925-1120 if you're a little further out. Now, this next item hits home for me because I've got a 15-year-old son who will ride his bicycle anywhere. I mean, during COVID, my goodness, this was how this guy, like, got it all out of his system. He would, hey, I'm going for a bike ride. Next thing I know, I'm getting a call from him, and he's 45 miles away. He likes to go out out toward, like, Washington, Missouri, places like that. He also loves to go down into the city, go down to the Central West End, areas like that, Tower Grove area. And as a dad, I worry. He's going a long way. He's going into the city. There's all the traffic. People drive like idiots. Nobody's paying attention. Everybody's texting. I always tell him, when you're on your bike, no matter where you are, if you're out on the street, you need to assume that every car, the person is either texting, drunk, or both. But this is a dad trying to take care of a 15-year-old. However, something is underway that will make these trips safer and might keep me from having a heart attack. And that, among other things, is called the Tower Grove Connector part of a larger bike trail network being put together by a group called TrailNet here in town that I'm sure you've heard of before. And we are joined now, as I do a rather long-winded intro, by Taylor March of TrailNet. Taylor, thanks for joining us on KMOX. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, Taylor, please tell me, first of all, you the, the Tower Grove Connector taking shape now. You guys have renderings online and you had an open house today to kind of tell people what's going on. So what were the big questions you're being asked? Yeah, thanks again. So yeah, the Tower Grove Connector is a project um, WellTrail that kind of helped develop this. Um, So we're a a 501c3 advocacy organization that really helps kind of um, try and create a safer region for people walking, biking, and using public transit. Um, This project specifically grew out of some community engagement efforts that we've had um, over the last couple of years, uh, a plan called Connecting St. Louis. And uh, the project is now in the hands of the city of St. Louis and uh, and various other partners that have helped kind of fund it and get it to the stage. So, um, yeah, we had a, a public open house today um, to show kind of the most current thinking of where the, the design is. Um, the design just kicked off at the beginning of this year. And, um, you know, barring any potential delays, um, we're looking at this being constructed um, and the beginning of, of 2023 uh, and construction taking about a year. So the and project is, is... I'm sorry, I was going to say, basically, uh, for those who don't have the the imagery in front of them, we're talking about kind of a, a two-lane bike road that takes up part of uh, the road along t- the area of Tower Grove Park. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's, it's a 1.4-mile uh, cycle track you know, sometimes referred to as protected bike lanes in other places, um, and a lot of crosswalk updates, uh, intersection updates. In addition, there also will be new signals uh, along the Tower Grove and Vandevenor corridors that'll really help make things smoother and flow better for people who are driving as well. So it's, it's a win-win-win situation. More drivers than cyclists, probably. Uh, and a lot of times drivers get frustrated with the guy or the gal on the bicycle that is in the lane and going too slow for their taste. Uh, how much of a difference is this going to to make for the people who are not on bicycles? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, 
specifically for the Tower Grove corridor, you know, Tower Grove, uh, back in 2014, there was a group that came together, uh, a group of residents um, that formed a campaign called Safe TGA um, that advocated for the addition of bike lanes to Tower Grove prior to the Kings Highway Bridge closure. So, you know, this road has had bike lanes for a long time. Um, people from bikes have had some dedicated space. So from a, you know, people who are driving, they probably won't notice that much other than the construction delays, whenever, whenever that happens. Um, but for people on bikes, this is going to be a much different corridor. Um, that's that space that was, you know, just divided on either side and, and just a lane within the street will be combined uh, on the, the west side of the street along Tower Grove um, for much of the corridor and elevated. So it'll be a, a physically protected space. You know, really, this is trying to function and serve for people who don't currently feel comfortable on bikes or, or if they do, they're biking on the sidewalk. They're not biking in the street. So it's a, a level of facility we've seen in a couple places in St. Louis, but we're going to see a lot more in the, in the years to come. And tell me about the years to come, because I know there, there is a, a big picture plan between uh, the work that you folks are doing. We hear from Great Rivers Greenway uh, quite regularly and the the loop, so to speak. This is going to connect the whole city eventually to f- kind of Forest Park out. And uh, tell me a little bit more about, for those who have not gotten to look at some of these drawings and some of these maps, what this big picture thing is going to look like. Yeah, so this is a part of a larger vision um, for the region as a whole and creating a real low-stress network for people who are walking and biking um, and how that connects into public transit and just the overall transportation system as a whole. Um, You know, there's a lot of different visions that connect into that. One of the biggest and most aspirational right now is Great Rivers Greenway's Brickline Greenway uh, vision. So, you know, that's really providing a connection um, you know, east and west from Forest Park to the uh, the Gateway Arch National Park, and then also from Fairgrounds Park in the north down into the central part of the city. And so that's that's kind of the spine, if you will. And then there, this is one of the projects that is really creating kind of a, a rib that connects into that spine, um, and the rest of the regional greenway network, low stress network um, that will get people to where they want to go. A big part of this is involves changing some minds or at the very least some habits. You know, I'm, I'm a 50-year-old guy, so people my age are kind of like, eh, we're going to take the car. But there is a generation coming up who the bicycle is a, a legitimate option, not just for going for a nice Saturday afternoon ride, but let's take it to work every day, that sort of thing. And uh, how do you see those habits changing? How do you see those, the methodology changing as far as how people go about their lives and maybe rely a little less on the car? Yeah. So, you know, the, the bike lanes that we have in the region currently work really well for people who, who, you know, currently feel comfortable biking with traffic and and close to cars. Um, The, what we've seen in other cities though is, is when projects like this, that provides some like physical separation, um, something that like folks who are eight years old to folks that are 80 years old can really feel comfortable on. Um, we see a lot more people utilize those uh, kind of your, your interested but concerned uh, group of people who bike start to come out. And so in many other projects across the country and across the world, really, um, this really 
gets more folks to view bicycling as a as a real legitimate transportation option. In addition to that, you know, this project specifically is really focused on trying to get people an eventual connection to the Cortex Metrolink station, and it also is serving, you know, the number eight bus line. So, you know, even if you you don't bike every day, you could still use the same route and and get to transit. And so, kind of creating those habits, um, you know, I think even for folks that that have been driving for for years and years and and don't really think about biking as an option currently. Um, this project may start to change that. We heard from a lot of folks in the open house today um, about how they they just couldn't imagine biking on the corridor currently, um, but but based on what they saw today, would really feel comfortable and be excited about getting around that way in the future. And parents of 15-year-olds who like to ride around the city will rest a little easier. Thank you so much for taking the time tonight. Taylor March from TrailNet, thank you for joining us on KMOX. Thanks so much for having me. KMOX News Time is 9.43. David Bowie and Freddie Mercury, Under Pressure, one of, the, one of those great old songs. Can't beat that one. Just cannot beat it. I don't know about you. But music is something that I have missed. Live music is something I have really missed. We're opening up the phone lines right now, by the way. I'm George Sells, KMOX at your service, 948 downtown St. Louis. And the phone lines are 314-436-7900. Again, 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120 if you're a little farther out. And what we're talking about is what you can't wait to see. Those live shows, those live bands, it doesn't have to be music. It could be theater. It can be movies. It, you know, you name it. But it's really interesting right now because we're starting to see reschedulings of all those things that were supposed to happen last year that didn't. All that stuff, all those concerts, all those shows that we had our, our hopes set on and didn't get to go to. I bought my wife and I tickets to see Alanis Morissette. Uh, bought those tickets for Christmas 2019 with the idea of uh, seeing her play last summer along with, uh, with Garbage. And I can't remember if Joan Jett was on that list or not. There's a third act in there. But uh, been looking forward to that one. And we were ready to go. But it was on that long list of things that were canceled by Good old COVID-19. My daughter also had a date with me. My 12-year-old daughter and I had Hamilton tickets. Go to the Fox. Finally see Hamilton. Everybody in my house has seen Hamilton except me and my my daughter and me. Everybody else has seen it. So we were geared up. We were ready to go. It was going to be in sometime in the spring of 20 or winter of 2021. And guess what didn't happen? Whole season got canceled. So, um ready to go with that as well. Gonna have to wait a while, but it has been rescheduled. So what do you want to see? We've got Dave on Dave on the line calling from hey, St. Louis. Dave, what's happening? Oh, not much. Just uh sitting in my basement trying to keep quiet because my wife's asleep, listening <laughs> to the radio. Um, what are you looking forward to? I been wanting to see that new Top Gun movie, The Maverick with Tom Cruise. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, oh that's. God, I, to... I loved. I I loved the first movie, 
and I was waiting for it to come out, and COVID came, and they delayed it and delayed it, and it still hasn't been released. Have you seen a date on that? I have, I've I've been meaning to look that up and see if there's a date. I think it was supposed to be released um, December of 19 or January of 20. Yeah, it was, it or was earlier, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the latest on that is. I'll try to look that up in the next break or something and see if I can they figure They got all out kinds of trailers is. on YouTube on it. Yeah, it's been there for a while, but that's that's definitely one that's going to be good. There were a bunch of movies that were that were sidelined by this whole thing. The movie theaters finally getting back open. There's still some stuff also that you just, I mean, is it a little weird to you that you can kind of you know go on and Netflix or not really Netflix, but like Disney Plus? They're sort of putting them together. A lot of these, a lot of these movies we just watched. Uh, what was it? Uh, Black Widow. My daughter and wife and I watched Black mm-hmm. Widow over the weekend. But uh, looking forward to seeing, uh, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing the Top Gun movie. That's for sure. The last movie we went to before all this happened was that movie called A Dog's Way Home. Yeah, it was. That was a good one. If you're an animal lover, oh, okay. that was really good. <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much for for calling us. And you guys uh, rock. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate it. Kim is on the line, and Kim, what are you looking most forward to seeing, hearing, enjoying? Well. First of all, one of them has already started. I am a major big-time Cardinal fan and have been to a couple baseball games already and going to two more this weekend. And uh, my boyfriend is taking me on the 30th of this month for my my birthday. Has that not um, been a great feeling to walk into that ballpark? We went oh, a couple is, weeks ago, finally got to one, and it's just the, just the smell of the hot dogs and just the whole thing. It was just it was wonderful. Well, you know, I'm I'm visually impaired, and people think I'm nuts for wanting to to go to the ballpark, but it's like I I like the the atmosphere, the 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 smelling of like the brats, just taking in things, you know. Um, I I guess I take a lot of things for for granted, you know, because I don't see too well, but I I love being at the ballpark just. Just being in in the crowd. Yeah, also. It, you gotta like that. That whole feel is great. It is it is something special. Anything else you're looking forward to? Uh, well, I I've had to retire my my guide dog, so I'm making application or finishing up my application to get dog number five. And and the school is finally letting the students come uh, on campus to to train with their dogs. So I'm looking forward to getting my next thing, I dog. And that is something that's got to be something special that they'll be able to do that. that. Thank you for calling us, Kim. That's really something to want to have happen. I, I bet having those dogs back together with the people who are training them and getting them ready to help out. That's wonderful. Kim, thanks for calling us here at Campbell X. Another no one uh, I'm really looking forward to is uh, the Roots and Blues Festival over in Columbia. They canceled that last year. Some big names in that lineup, too. I, I don't know if you remember uh, when Brandi Carlisle was on the Grammys a couple of years ago and stole the whole show. Uh, she's going to be performing in a park out in Columbia come September, along with Cheryl Crow. You can't not know Cheryl Crow if you're a Missourian. And uh, Mavis Staples. Get some old blues in there as well. A lot of good acts. And one thing that they're doing that is kind of cool this year, they have gone with an all-female lineup. So they're going to have uh, Tanya Tucker. There's a name from the past that's going to be a part of that as well. A number of other acts uh, coming through that one. 
Uh, that's going to be a fun one to see. I'm looking forward to that one as well. It was canceled last year. That was an, another in the stack of tickets I had sitting in my house waiting for me to go someplace. Uh, that is always a challenge when you have all that stuff and you know it's there. Let's go to the list real quick. I wanted to share just a, a few of the names and because what they've started to do is they've really started to kick up the scheduling now and where two months ago there was nothing out there as far as live music goes. Now between new tours or tours that were rescheduled or tours that kind of waited and saw, well, we're starting to get a bunch of names coming through. They got, uh, let's see, Justin Bieber coming to town. I'm not really a Bieber guy, but there are a lot of Bieber guys out there, and so he's going to be coming out. Oh, here's another thing. New venues that have essentially opened up during the pandemic or got ready to go during the pandemic, among them the St. Louis Music Park that will be hosting the Violent Femmes, among others, coming up. And you also have the factory out in Chesterfield uh, to look forward to some new acts out there. So lots of fun coming if you like live music. It's 9.55. You're listening to KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 